This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions, facts and ideas about comedy. My name is Igor Monday. And I'm David Munoz. And in this episode we will talk about something a bit different and personal, comedy and love. So we will try to... (laughs) I told you not to do that. (laughs) Oh man, you had to. So in this episode, we will try to discuss the influence of comedy in relationships, what kind of partner you can find to support your career, hobby choice, uh, what can you expect from them and what they should expect from you, and so on and so forth. So... Let me start with asking David a question. David, you are married. Yes. Recently married. Yes. And I know that your girlfriend then, wife now, comes to the shows, supports you in this and so on. Yeah. How how important is this for you in your relationship and to you personally? Mm, okay. Uh, very important. It's, it's a big factor. Um, and it, it's actually one of the, the factors that made me kind of like, will I marry her or not? You know, making that choice. Look, I think the person, and this is where we may disagree, the person doesn't have to support you in the sense of come to all your shows and things like that. It is nice, of course, if they're interested in it and all that sort of thing. And I do think it makes a definitely a big factor, but it's not necessary, but they have to at least respect your choice, your hobby, your thing like that. Um, if they don't, then that's, that's a killer, you know, that's just a, yeah. A I mean, when I say support, I don't mean that, you know, literally they should be there every time and they should yeah. not do their things to come and support your things. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. They should understand it. They should respect yeah. it because for me personally, like comedy is a big part of my life, yeah. like stand up and organizing, like mm-hmm. running the club and so on. It takes my time yeah. and it's like where I spend most of my weekends evenings and so on plus besides this and as we talked in our i think maybe second episode or something like this i think i'm a comedian by nature Mm. so even if i'm not at the club or on stage i'm still the funny guy right so if you're like annoyed by jokes or if you not don't get stand up then i i see potential conflict or or (laughs) just you know lack of interest or losing interest over time because you know this is who i am so you should be into that so what do you think what are some characteristics that would make a good partner for a comedian or a a bad partner or let's say incompatible partner okay well the respect part i think is probably the number one if they don't respect like people who do comedy, they think it's like a frivolous, stupid little attention grabbing sort of thing. Like they look down at it, on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> like that. That's just absolutely because then you're just that loser. It, but it could be for anything. Like you know, if someone is is really into collecting Pokemon cards, and the person's like, oh, he's got his little stupid little hobby. You know, it's just this ridiculous time waste. Can't believe I spend money. That's already a bad sign. I mean, you know, it's like any hobby. Like you've got to appreciate the fact that your partner. But has honey, a hobby. I gotta catch them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you never hope. You don't even know the names of our kids. <laughs> and you're like, but I have Bulbasaur. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that the name of the child? Number three, uh, <laughs> his third stage. Uh, the so, evolution. Yeah, the evolution. 
But no, it's it's. Uh, I think respect is is number one. They got to respect your hobbies and whatever hobby you have. So it's not just comedy. Any hobby that you have, they got to respect the fact that you enjoy it. They may not like it, but you have to at least. They have to go. Oh, that's your thing. That's fine. So I think that'd be one. Number two, though, another part would be can't be really jealous type sort of thing um, because of the nature of comedy being on stage. It's like a dating a guitarist or something like that. There are going to be people that come up to them after a gig or something like that who are going to probably flirt and things like that. And of course, you can't be an asshole to that person. You can't just say, you know, go away, I'm married, or I have a girlfriend, or I have a boyfriend, or whatever. You know, you talk to the person, you're friendly to them, you're nice, and they have to understand that that's why you're being nice and friendly, that you're not flirting back, you're just basically going, I could have a potential fan here who could come back and watch, not just for me, but it's for the club, you know, as in repeat customer, whatever. So there's that, they they have to be understanding, be like dating an actor who, you know, has a wife uh, on stage, you know, and they kiss. But the, the spouse, if they're the really jealous type, he's like, oh, you kiss her three times. It's in the script, honey. Like, yeah. Well, that's a little bit, I think even more people would be more understanding to that mm. because that's called acting, like yeah. pretending. But if I like run a club or at least perform and after the show, I see like three, four people like regulars. If I go and shake like five hands of different guys, it's fine. But yeah. if I hug one girl, mm-hmm. if someone is jealous, like, who is she? Does yeah. she come often? Yeah. Did you, do you know her outside of the club? Yeah. And, you know, uh, of course, like the main point of being a performer is to be a performer on stage, but kind of knowing your audience, chatting a bit yeah. before the show, after the show and things like this is also are important because you can get people that will like you who, for who you are, that mm. will give you their contact, that will maybe networking, hook yeah. you up with a job. Recommend you uh, to their friends to watch. Maybe you don't lose a business card. You know, like it opens <laughs> it opens up doors. And so that's why maybe they'll bring more friends next time. Exactly. Maybe they come regularly exactly. and so on. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that je- jealousy should not be like, you know, it's like you can't date anyone who's absolutely, you know, they have to have zero jealousy. No, jealousy is, is okay. It's a, it's a human emotion, but they have to, you have to be able to communicate about it. You know, like the person will have to understand, okay, I'm feeling a little bit jealous about this situation. And if they ask, you know, oh, who is that person or whatever, you know, I, I have to understand. Yeah, I know how it looks. Don't worry, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's the fact that you need to have that communication if it is there. You know, I can understand why someone would be jealous. Like, you know, re- role reversal, you would be a little bit worried if your girlfriend or someone was like, hang on. Does this guy come often? And, you know, he brought you flowers after the show. Like, what the hell? It would be a little bit, but they have to understand, like, you have to understand them, but they also have to understand how you feel. So, you know, it's recognizing the fact of, yeah, I know what that looks like. And I know that that person probably is flirting with me or whatever. But I also have the, the added advantage that I'm actually pretty oblivious of when people are flirting with me. Um, I know I tried so many times and you're like yeah let's hang tomorrow and I'm like come on I was flirting with you <laughs> yeah but even even my wife has made jokes about the fact of how oblivious I am and, and how I miss signals and stuff like that so if anything if a girl is flirting with me most of the times I don't know they are it's not until after the fact it's like you know she was flirting with you was she? yeah she brought up this she did that she was playing with her hair ah oh. Oh, okay. And it's, that's why she, I think that's one of the reasons why she trusts me is because she just like, yeah, he wouldn't, he, he would slap him in the face. Too yeah. dumb to cheat. Exactly. Uh, He's too dumb to cheat on me. Oh, that's why as, as a like club producer, show manager and performer, like I always try to like meet people and talk to people and socialize and so on, yeah. but also try to keep it professional. Yeah. Because 
I mean, it's also, you don't have to, you know, like be all physical or something with yeah. people. Like you can be nice and polite and pleasant and so on yeah. without coming off too strong or mm -hmm. letting them come on to you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like kind of, <laughs> or even taking advantage of that. If someone is really into you or likes you, yeah. you know, like be like, yeah, yeah, you like me, uh -huh. come and see me again and bring 10 friends or I will not talk to you, you know, like <laughs> kind of. Right. Um, so, have you ever dated the jealous type as a comedian while being a comedian? I don't think so, or at least uh, maybe I didn't know. <laughs> Another dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's me. It was me all along. Um, no, but I, I have dated or at least like met girls that were completely not impressed mm -hmm. or not interested in comedy, in stand-up. And I think it was never going to work. Yeah. Because for me, it's it is a big part of my life, yeah. and it's nice to see that that per and I I don't expect them to be there every time and to sacrifice all their like time and you know yeah. whatever to come to be on my shows and so on. But it's really nice to know that someone understands and likes and supports the thing you do, especially yeah. if you really want to like do it full time at some point or something like this. And I think it goes both ways, of course. If, yeah. if the other if the partner has some of their own like hobby passion dream whatever for you to support that but i did i think in the last like six years i've been doing stand-up yeah three like let's say successful or good or whatever like serious relationships or something were with people who liked comedy in general liked stand-up right. and came to the shows yeah and it's kind of to that extent that it became let's say a test Oh. You know, and I meet someone yeah. and like we meet once or twice and then I say, hey, do you want to come to the show? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a, like, what are you doing Friday evening? I'm a comedian. I perform. Do you want to come to the show? Mm -hmm. So they come to the show and after the show, they're like, oh, this is great. Like, it's so nice to see that like people do like English comedy in Moscow and the community is so nice and yeah. the show is so funny and you're really funny as well. That's very important. If they oh, say yeah. that, that's already a good sign. Yeah. And so on. I'm like, OK, this can work. But I've had some situations where like, yeah, this was fine. And I see that like with the corner of my eye, I see her like most of the time on her phone and stuff. Yeah. Or like just, it's not like yes. her cup of tea. That's perfectly fine. That's like uh -huh. if you took me to like, I don't know, basketball game. Yeah. I just don't enjoy watching basketball. Like yeah. I know the rules. I know how it works. But I can watch football hours and hours long, but I just don't. So I would, if my good friend said, I'm playing this very important basketball match, can mm -hmm. you come and support? I'd be like, yes. And I would cheer and clap and so on, but I would not be interested. And at some points I would like just drift away and check my phone and stuff. Right. But, but in that case, like people do, like for example, married partners who are really into sports, but they themselves are not. Like they have no interest. So they're basically like, yeah, you go off and hang out with your buddies, and and you do your basketball thing on Friday nights or whatever. And you know, they they go out and they drink beers, and then they come home. And that's just like their hobby that they do. And they say, oh, I don't understand why they like it. You know, it's just a bunch of sweaty guys running around bouncing balls on on wooden boards. In that case, can you have that same sort of relationship with a comedian, though? Would it still work the same? Where, like, a girl, you can meet a girl, she's absolutely, you know, amazing in every way, whatever. And the thing is, she just doesn't have a thing for comedy. She's like, yeah, yeah, you go on Fridays and Saturdays, whatever. You, on these nights, you do that. Or do you think it's different with comedy than with other hobbies, other interests and passions? I don't know. It depends on how much it, like, bleeds into your personal life. Mm -hmm. And this is something we also discussed previously, because I think it can be a comedian by trade mm -hmm. or a comedian by 
like character mm-hmm. right so if you are if it's a thing you do for yourself and to be those like 5 10 15 minutes on stage but then that's it i think it's not that necessary for the partner to share this passion or obsession or whatever mm-hmm. it is with you but if you're just a person who is the funny one who cracks jokes who entertains everyone and your partner just doesn't find you funny or doesn't share the sense of humor or doesn't like you know jokes and stuff then i don't think well i mean then it's just well no that's just a basic fundamental won't work any relationship yeah but 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 that's but i'm saying like if you're a basketball player you're not that doesn't define you but if you're a comedian I think, or entertainer, or uh-huh. performer, it defines you in a way. Yeah, no, that's that's not what I mean, though. I mean, like, as in, like, they, they love the fact that you're funny in, like, when you hang out in your living room and, and go to restaurants. Like, they, they like your personality. They dig everything. It's just your shows, when you go to perform or you want to go to a comedy club just to watch your friends, they're like, nah, not my thing. I just don't like comedy clubs. I don't like watching stand-up comedy. Like, basically, someone being an hour and a half talking about themselves, you know, without, like, with just them talking for an hour and a half making jokes or whatever, or watching a series of people doing 10 minute bits of just their life. I don't care. Being funny in a conversation dialogue between people or at a party, that's fine. I love that. But clubs and the actual setup of a stand-up, I don't like. Can you date someone like that? Well, the thing is, I, I don't know. It's really hard. It's <laughs> hard. I mean, you know, you don't know until you are in such situation. And so you you've can, never dated anyone like that? I can't really remember. But I mean, I can say that it's fine with me that, I don't know, if I do, I do shows, let's say, Friday and Saturday, every mm-hmm. week. So if someone would show up like once a month, yeah. you know, just kind of, I'll come tonight, but I'm not going to be there every day. That's yeah. fine with me. But if you're going to be there every day, that's also fine with me because it means yeah. that, you know, I can count of you being there and so on. But if you're never going to be there, because I think, especially the way we do it, it's about a few things like it's first of all it's community yeah right so i know you through stand-up i know some yeah. of my very close friends here through stand-up mm-hmm. so you're missing out not only on like a little little thing i do for like 10 minutes on stage you're missing out on a big part of my life yeah because many of those people are my friends many yeah. of like problems or stress or things i would have would be like work related stand-up yeah. related that i want to share with you but if you don't know what's happened there who are these people i will not be able to get some proper feedback or help yeah. or support from you Plus, and I think it kind of connects a bit, not a bit, a lot to the next thing I wanted to talk about is responsibilities. Uh Because in a relationship, you have some responsibility towards your partner, right? You don't just make decisions for yourself. You can't say, I'm leaving on a six month tour, goodbye. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, wait. So what about me? You know? So I think I have to, like, because I'm not just a performer, but I'm, like, an organizer and stuff. I kind of have to be there every Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Not, of, of course, like, I can find a replacement or we can organize it some way, but I, like, should be there. And most yeah. of the time, I am there. So if you don't understand that or if it's not interesting for you, we miss a lot of time that yeah. we could spend together. And it also means that, because for me, as we discussed previously in one of the episodes as well, for example, personally, I would like to turn this into a job, into a profession, mm-hmm. do this like full time. That will probably include like some traveling, some yeah. sacrifices, financial, time-wise, some, you know, moving around or whatever, like change of lifestyle, understanding some things that, so yeah. it pulls the other person in mm-hmm. whether they want it or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
So it, if they want it, it's good. If they don't want it, it's some kind of like rape, you know, like comedy rape. I'm pulling you into my life of entertainment and amusement and these yeah. kind of things, but you don't, you hate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I have to say, this is where I think my wife and I really have lucked out and, with each other in the sense of it's not just about her. I mean, we're talking about like, you know, uh, relationships in, with a comedian and love with comedy. You know, this is what we're discussing. But for us, it's it's also art and and relationships with art artists and relate and love with artists because she's an artist. That's that's her thing, and you know it's equal between us in the sense of she supports my comedy, I support her art, and I think that's that's the real sort of thing there between us is it's not a one sided. I have this big aspirational comedy, and she's just someone who lounges around the house and you know doesn't do really anything. No, she has her passion. She has her thing. So when it comes to like you were saying, coming to the club, now she comes and she considers like my comedy friends her friends as well. Now you know she she's really kind of in it. And she gets to know people, and because she's gotten involved in it, um, you know, for steal the show, she helped paint the walls or design like the little thing and put the stencils on and all the rest. So she she's involved in it sort of thing. But she's got her art thing, right? And there are times where, you know, she goes off and she does her sketching with her friends for, you know, a, a couple of hours on a Sunday or something. I don't go with her because that's just me sitting around. Um, I sometimes get invited. Uh, I think I have gone maybe once or twice, but usually I don't go. But that's a little important. bit like if we had a workshop or something. Yeah, and exactly. like six of us sit around the table yeah. and kind of try to help each other write jokes. And then there is like one non-comedian partner just sitting there like, when is this shit over? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but on the other hand, like when, yeah, when we go traveling, of course, you know, we're in I Italy or for example, like we have been, you know, and she says, oh, I really want to sketch this. I'm like, all right. So, you know, I just make sure we sit at a bar so that I can order alcohol, get chips and things like that. While she's painting away, I'm looking at my phone. I'm, I'm, that's usually a lot of times when I do my comedy writing. You know, that's when I do my workshopping. It's like, you do the painting, I'm going to start writing and thinking of ideas and stuff. And like you said, like we've uh, discussed, uh, we talked about the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and going there. And a big part of that is when we're deciding, when I'm deciding how to do that, she's there. She's part of it. She wants to come to Edinburgh with me. And I wanted to be there. It'd be great. And, you know, experience it together, doing the whole lot. So, you know, when it comes to how do we do it? We need an Airbnb. Well, how many rooms will we need? Well, it depends if Igor has a girlfriend or not. You Did know? you say how many moons do we need? Rooms. Oh, rooms. okay. How I many was rooms like, do we need? Do you need? count time in like moons? <laughs> yeah. What is this? <laughs> yeah, the moon goddess is like ruling our lives, man. Like, they, you know, they, be with the, the Aztec. <laughs> yeah. How many moons do we need this Pagan, <laughs> the pagan believer. Uh, no, but the thing is, so when we're planning about it, it's, it's almost like yeah there has to be a room big enough for both elena and i it's like it's it's a joint package at the same time when she's had ex exhibitions in um in venice carcassonne things like that i haven't been able to go to all of them but we try as in so i've been to quite a few of them and whenever she has it it's like can i go or not the only reason why i haven't gone is either because of financial reasons or work like i couldn't get the time off that's the only reason but it's a reciprocal back and forth. I respect her passion and I fully support it. And I want her, and I think that's a big thing with us. I want her to enjoy and be successful at it. And she wants me to enjoy and be successful at mine. I think that's a core thing. The person wants you to succeed at, even if they don't get it, fine. But it does help if they do. And actually, Ellen has now gotten really into the whole comedy thing. Like, there are times where she starts rattling off some stand-up comedian. Goes, yeah, but he's, he's got the same style as that guy. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think basis of any relationship is this kind of understanding and respect for the other person's, yeah. like, passion and hobby. And I would say, like, you should always be able to 
do different things mm. together right yeah. as you said like she can go off and do her sketches and you will spend that time writing some material or just checking your instagram or whatever mm -hmm. but but you are you know you're doing different stuff but yeah, you're flirting with your fans to make sure they come back to the next show yeah, yeah. you know they do different stuff together <laughs> but yeah but i also think when it comes to some compatible professions maybe or something like this if you're bored both in in arts you will yeah understand each other better locked out there if if like you know because if one person has a very i don't know analytical mechanical like some kind of mind and, not, mm. and it, you know so they're all about i don't know what can they be all about like time physics. management no. physics no, no, no. <laughs> excel they're, excel. they're really okay. into like they're, you know they're, spreadsheets and they're all and about spreadsheets statistics and you're all about like you know uh acting out your silly joke where you poop in a forest <laughs> on stage I don't like, I mean, I, I'm saying that people who like Excel can't have a sense of humor and enjoy comedy, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about like what you do or what are your hobbies. I'm talking about the mindset. Yeah. You know, and you just probably just won't get each other. I don't know like how to, I, I've, out of the relationships, the kind of successful relationships I've had, or, or even like dates or even like friends, if I look at kind of, mm -hmm. it's people who are, whose profession or hobbies or interest overlap with yeah. what i do so they are either in some kind of marketing pr sales something like this where they also spend a lot of time like talking to different people meeting people mm -hmm. uh, in a way performing and so on or it's like language linguists mm -hmm. so something like this it's also important for them or or yeah. psychology sociology because like stand-up and so on performing is a very interesting way of you know also expressing yourself but also analyzing people who do it and so on so something like this I can't say that I've had some success with people from completely unrelated industries, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, uh, manufacturing of something, yeah. lawyers, bankers, like, I don't know, something like this. Even though I know some people like who are, I don't know, by trade, by day, it's, I don't know, financial auditor, yeah. and then by night, the most hilarious person I ever met. Yeah. But that's that's an that's an internal struggle to fight, <laughs> you know. But I I don't know about like the partner. I'm not saying that there is like an ideal profession for a comedian to date. But no. I'm saying your interests and your understanding of this should overlap. But I think actually I'm just coming to realize while we're talking, it's like th this is not this is not really how to date a comedian. This is more like just how to have a relationship. <laughs> like you yeah, know what I mean? It's like yeah. actually this applies to anything. Like. Like it whatever does. you're in, like, you know, yeah, it's possible, but you know, it's better. This is, will help things run smoother. Communication is a big deal. You know, if you have these jealousies, you need to be able to talk about it and be able to say it calmly and also be able to receive the information calmly, not be defensive, not be aggressive, not be da da da. Obviously like, oh, those yeah. are like rules of thumb for any relationship. <laughs> yeah. But also I think when it comes to, because I, I always go back to the thing that I think a comedian is not a hobby. Like I know cross teaching is a hobby. It doesn't make you a cross teacher. But it you're saying you, more like a calling? Yeah, I think like it's a, it's a, you have to, well, you don't have to. It can be a hobby. You can show up, do your five minutes and leave and yeah. have your life completely. But for example, in our case, I know that a lot of our friends yeah. are part of this circuit, part of this like group of regular residents and so on. Yeah. And it's kind of, and it's, and we travel sometimes to other yeah. cities and you know, this kind of stuff. So I think as opposed to many other hobbies and professions, these are the one, this is the one that in any performance art, because you have to yeah. talk to people after or before, you have to have a network of people to help you set up shows and so on. It pulls you in, like yeah. it pulls you in and then it pulls your friends in, then it pulls inevitably your partner in because 
I think all my friends were on my stand-up show. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think I've, I have a friend in any country, in any city, who's like, when I said I'm doing a show here tonight, that they said, ah, sorry, not for me. I'll skip. Okay. Yeah. You know? So I think, like, this is the kind of thing that, because this is a thing that pulls other people in. So it's mm. not just, you know, I'm a lawyer, and they're like, oh, can I come and watch? Can I sit in the court? You yeah. know, it's not a thing that pulls you in. It's just like, oh, it's your job. Do your job. Yeah, yeah. You know, but this is a thing that you kind of, you need to share with people. <laughs> and you want yeah. to share with people around you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. I mean, I think, I mean, I've got friends who probably wouldn't be that into comedy as such. Um, but then I haven't hung out with them in a while, like, because here in Moscow, most of my friends are in that. But no, I, I do have a couple who, I, I've got a couple of friends who probably have never actually come and seen me perform or something like that. It's fine i'm just the funny one in the group when we're chatting and actually they're quite funny too but yeah no but when it comes to like a but that's a friendship that's a little bit different you know i know them through other means and, and there's other things when it comes to yeah, a partner yeah of course it, it would make things run a lot more smoother so that sort of stuff but for me mainly it's about the respecting it's about respecting each other's thing and all of that i i mentioned in one of our previous podcasts the thing about like when I meet the like the being funny factor. Oh, the Tinder dating. Yeah, not just the, like any dating. Like right, even right. after the show, like if I chat to someone, I meet someone, and I'm like, hey, I've seen you around. I want to go for a drink and stuff. So like first meeting or few meetings and so on. Is that your actual usual introduction? Hey, I've seen you around. Let's go for a drink. That's how I met you, didn't I? Oh right, fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, and and in, you know, and it's it, in the end. Like in the beginning, it would be like, you are so funny. Mm -hmm. That's so great. Like I really love spending time with you because you crack these jokes. You're so witty. It's like, I'm always like laughing with you and so on. And then in the month is like, is everything a joke? <laughs> yeah. Does this ever stop? And I'm like, no, it doesn't. So if you can't deal with it, you know, like leave now because yeah. it really doesn't. I mean, this is, I like being funny, like not because I, it's like an attention seeking thing or something. I think, you know, like some people you just like to laugh through life. Yeah. Some people like, you know, I don't know, memorizing random facts and trivia. Some mm -hmm. people like numbers, you know, like mm -hmm. calculating stuff. Some people like something else, like physical, like gym yeah. or something. I like to crack jokes. Yeah. So it's kind of like asking a person who goes to the gym, like, will you ever stop exercising that biceps? Yeah. You know, like, no, why would I stop exercising the biceps? You know, like, I like to have a nice biceps. So it's kind of like, I think it's either you get it or you don't. So right. I think for comics, a good partner is the one that does. Mm. But here we're, I'm talking about comics that are always comics. Mm -hmm. I know some people that do this seriously and professionally, but they have their stage persona where they like crack jokes and whatever. And then they have the other normal yeah. life, right? Yeah. Outside of that. So I think it it's individual, but I do agree that for today the comic i think you have to be a certain type of person that's also yeah. like artsy funny uh, that yeah. understands but and, and when you talk about responsibilities you know if you're really seriously considering that going somewhere and you know you should understand that this is a lifestyle yeah. it's not a hobby it's a lifestyle that's what i was mm trying to get it and what do you think about and we now started this topic a bit with me saying i like if i approach someone at the show and i'm like mm -hmm. i've seen you around blah blah so what do you think about comics using their stage time and, and performance and so on to kind of get attention of girls or boys and so on and then you know asking the audience out and also Who like done that 
Well, people do that. I mean, oh, like, okay. I know people who got into comedy to, like, you know, to, to get exposure, let's call it like that, uh, so yeah, that yeah. they would, you know, like... Well, the same as being like, a guitarist in a band. Some people do it just yeah, to get laid. It's, it's, and anyways, it's an icebreaker. What yeah. do you do? Yeah. Oh, I'm a whatever, whatever. But in the evenings, I do stand-up. You know, it's yeah. like a, why not? It's a well, yeah, it shows, like, hey, I've got a sense of humor and... Yeah, so I, I, I don't mean, like, they, they <laughs> solely write jokes so that they could get laid afterwards. Yeah. But, you know, not, not that, but, oh. I mean, like, what do you think about, in general, using this platform for meeting people and... But not as networking, but, you know, for romantic or sexual purposes. And then the second question was, in the circuit of comedians, what do you yeah. think about... Like, would it be the same as dating a colleague in the office? Uh, you, what do you think? Well, to answer question number one, damn, I wish I'd thought of doing that in you've my never, early days. You've never thought of doing that? Yeah. You've <laughs> never... Like, wait, I've seen you perform... I think I've... Have I ever seen you perform single? Aha, see? Ah, uh, there That's we go. That's it. That's it. So before I started actually, before I started here in Moscow, I was already dating a girl and I came to the shows with that girl. I probably only performed once, once as a single guy, only once as a single guy. And then the next time I came back, which was when I came back from Spain, I was with my now wife. So I was dating her. So only... In my entire time, including the Australian show, actually, even if we include the Australian show, that's two shows then that I have performed as a single person. Every other time I was in a relationship and considering actually, and my only two like long-term relationships have been as while well, I was a comedian, which, and the comedy thing wasn't what attracted them. The comedy thing was not a, a factor at all because the first one, I wasn't even a comedian then. It happened afterwards, about a month or two after we were dating. And for the and for um, Elena, she she didn't hook up with me because I was a comedian. We were friends. I, I mentioned that. I actually, she was even sarcastic because she'd never seen me perform. She goes, oh, really, are you? Because I've never seen you perform. And I was like, ouch. But that's kind of one of the things that got me back into it. So, no, I've never performed it as a single person. I did it because I just wanted to perform. I like making people laugh. That's that's like a thing that I have. I like making people laugh and having people have a good time around me. Well, that's. So, I, I would say that I've never performed to use it yeah. as an icebreaker opener or to meet people and to hook up with <clears> people <throat> and so on. And I can't even say that it... I've like directly used it, you know, mm -hmm. like after the show, maybe I did. I don't remember like how I met all the people I met, but you know that I go off stage and I think I've killed this 15. I should talk to that cute girl in the club, you know, like kind of now I <laughs> this have is my in. moment. I yeah. have momentum. Yeah, exactly. Like I now I have credit. an in, I have something to be like to approach mm -hmm. and be like, did you like that? I killed it. Let's go have yeah, a drink, right. you know, but, but so directly, I'm not sure like how, it, how much it helped me yeah. but indirectly it helped me a bunch mm. because I think my communication skills developed yeah. a lot since I started doing stand-up my flirting skills mm -hmm. my you know like wittiness and so on like I can impress with a quick joke or say something funny be like charming be plus yeah. I think like the stage presence the charisma thing yeah. also because when you keep and i host a lot of shows for which you need to have like very quick mind and yeah. kind of charisma to get people to talk to you and to build up the energy and yeah. stuff in the room and i think this helped me in in, in an enormous way in like kind of yeah. breaking the ice and, and meeting people and flirting with people and, you know getting girls to like me and things like this yeah no i absolutely agree and I and in a way, when I first, especially in the beginning, when I first started doing comedy, I actually looked at it 
as you go on stage and you pick up the audience. You're, that's what you're trying to do. You are trying to flirt with the audience. You're trying to make them see the good things about you. You're self-deprecating because that's, you know, a way. It was basically go on stage and try to pick up everyone in the audience at once. That's in a way, that's what comedy is. Yeah, yeah, and it's, is. I think it's a good technique to kind of like to get through. How should I act on stage? Just imagine you're on a date, except that you're not dating one person. You're speed dating everyone at the same time. You've got your five minutes and you're just trying to put forward this image that by the end, they will be smiling at you, try to pick them up. And this is in a way why, especially in the beginning now, not so much, but still a little bit, I feel better if I get the women to laugh than if I get the guys to laugh. Also because I think women are ten generally a bit more discerning in a way when it comes to humor. They're a bit more picky. So if you can get the girls to laugh, you get all the women to laugh, you know you're doing well. Yeah, I think. No, I, I think like it's it's a very good analogy and metaphor because I do think, especially if we talk about crowd work or something like yeah. this, it is like flirt. Yeah. Not in a sexual way, not in a romantic way, but it's kind of you're trying you're teasing them yeah. so that they would like you, but you're also trying to, you know, not like offend them or something, but mm -hmm. keep them interested, keep yeah. them on their toes yeah. and be like, Ooh, I want to talk to this guy. Yeah. And to, for them to the main idea is for them to like you. Yeah. You know, because I'm not saying that we are all like attention-seeking whores like not to, for them yeah. to but well yeah I, I, I might say that but i don't want to but okay. i mean the the point is that they should i think your purpose as an entertainer is to entertain they yeah. should have a good time mm -hmm. and they will have a good time if they like you if they enjoy this yeah. like communication and time spent whatever process right yeah. so same as a good two-hour date yeah. is if it finishes and the girl or guy is has enjoyed it. Yeah, and good wants to see you again. Yes, exactly. And a good two-hour stand-up mm -hmm. show is if the audience has had fun, enjoyed it, and wants to come again. So yeah. in many ways, yeah, it's it's similar. And I think through one, you can learn the other. So through exactly. stand-up, I think I've developed many good skills for dating and relationships and meeting people. Yeah, that doesn't and, surprise me at all, actually, yeah. And, and, and yeah, and then the other thing is, like what you're saying, when you're talking to one person, you like, I want to, you know, you're just kind of getting with them. But, but the thing is, at the same time, the other people are watching you, and it's like the other girls, I'm saying guys or girls who are watching, but it's almost like, that. oh, I hope he talks to me. Or I wonder if I get a chance to, you know, interact. That's what you're trying to build because you're trying to build that that atmosphere of like, hey, we've got banter going, we've got back and forth. Like, oh, he's he or she, whoever's hosting, you know, they're good at this. I want them to to do that with me. Okay, so staying on the topic, mm -hmm. I guess you have some questions you would yeah. like to ask. Well, actually, the first one is off topic, but it introduces the next one for the topic. Okay, all so, right, let's so, go. What stand-up comedian got into a little bit of controversy because they made the joke or the, they said the phrase in a joke, I love chinks. Can I ask additional questions or should I just name a name? No, no, you can ask additional questions. It's okay. When was it? Oof, I don't know, but not too long ago, like not the 80s or something. All right. So like in this decade? Yeah, I think so. Either this or last decade. I think maybe somewhere from 2000. 2000s. 2000s. Okay. Yeah. An American comedian? Yes. Male or female? What do you think it is? Male or female? I don't... Um, With a phrase like that. Male. It's a female. It's a female. Yeah. <laughs> so, boundary pusher. All right. I see. Oh, man. That's going to help. Probably, I think. Amy Schumer? <sighs> close, but no. Close, but no cheddar. Who is who is close to Amy Schumer? No, uh, in the style of like, like boom. I have mentioned her name earlier today. Oh, you think I listened 
to what you say. That's why we My have hopes. That's why we record this podcast <laughs> so I can go back and be like, what was David talking about? Because I was just waiting for my turn to speak. That's how this works. Like, spoken like a true comedian. Yeah. All right. So it's an American woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Who is it? Oh, Sarah Silverman. Yes. Of course. Well done. Yeah. She got a little bit of confidence, but I, I like the idea. Like she, like the, someone who's in charge of like the Asian American community or something like that was like, you know, how, you know, you shouldn't say that and this sort of thing. But she was kind of saying, well, she was juxtaposing like a racist term with the word I love, like someone who loves Asian American should not use that word. And the whole point was that her friend had um, told her she was trying to get out of jury duty. And her friend says, you just need to say something racist. Like you write something racist on your fill out form and that's going to negate you. Okay. So now question number two is about Sarah Silverman continuing on. She was in a relationship with another comedian, a fellow comedian. Who was it? And actually, okay. Because I think she was in with two. So the one that she's kind of famous for having a long-term relationship with, who is a talk show. Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Ah, come on. Too easy. Yeah, it was too easy. I know. But it was on the topic of relationships and you were talking about can two comedians, which we never actually answered. Can two comedians have a relationship together? Well, they did. They did for a while. But not anymore. So obviously not. Yeah. And I have a similar question for you. Do other famous comedians that dated, but don't seem like they could or should both of them kind of like netflix Ooh. comedy central um is one of them like offerman uh what's his name um nick offerman yeah nick offerman and the woman megan something or other who was from will and grace i know they're together they're married they are married but that's not what i meant all oh, right but they're actors as well not well, like yeah of. yeah these these two are mostly well they're actually both i've seen her in movies and stuff but they're like stand-ups Okay. Kind of young generation, up and coming. Come on, you can do this. Yeah. So two young and up and comers. So well, not up and coming. I mean, they're already like established. Yeah, but now. they're young. They were then. They were kind of up and comers actually when they were dating. Okay. One is very loved by fans, and one is very hated by fans. What you mean? Someone like Joe Rogan? No. No. How is he young? And yeah, up that's and what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't work. And Jim Jeffries then doesn't work. Also, no. No. Okay. Who's hated? The male. The female. The female. Interesting. But the male is beloved. I mean, people think he's... Like John Mulally or something. In that kind of... That era and that age and that group of friends, I would even say. Oh, God. I don't really know that that well. But the girl is hated. I mean, hated is a strong word, but her... She has, I think, like three or four, maybe five Netflix specials and they did not go over well. Like people did not enjoy and in general kind of her style and stuff. She was the winner of the first, I think, last comic standing, the talent show thing. Mm. And that's on the back of that got got like the contract and stuff. Yeah, I have no idea who that is then. All Uh, right. Yeah. It's it's Amy Schumer and Anthony Jeselnik. Okay. But I know Amy Schumer more than I know Anthony Jeselnik. Well, now you know both. Okay. Good for them. Good for them. Good. Very good for them. That's lovely. I mean, they broke up, so it's not that lovely. Oh, and speak, speaking of comedians who dated and broke up, that's kind of my recommendation. Even though it's not a recommendation, you can't really see it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's a very interesting concept. So if there will be like another opportunity to see something similar, mm-hmm. because I know that it received a lot of critical acclaim and praise. So two British comics, Sarah Pascoe and mm-hmm. John Robbins, mm-hmm. they were dating for a while, like seriously and so on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was like a, a real thing. And then they broke up and they both decided to do a solo show about this, about oh. the relationship and the breakup. 
and they both took it to Fringe the same year. Oh, and, awkward. Yeah, and apparently, like, those were kind of the two hit shows to see because wow. it was by two, like, yeah. ex-partners. Do you think they planned that? N- n- I don't think so, but they kind of, it happened, and they were yeah. like, well, it, you know, why not? Grace for the mill, as they say. Use this, like, yeah. motivation, use this inspiration and so on, and I think, like, a venting uh, <laughs> mechanism. So they both put on an Edinburgh Fringe show about their ex, basically. But worse would be if one of them was like, you know, it was, it was, it, it did end, but it was still a beautiful relationship. That was great. And the other one was like, Fuck Man, this was absolute shit. I fucking hate that person. I hope I never see them again. You're like, whoa. Or imagine if they both took shows to Fringe and I don't know, like one is just like, oh, my ex this, my ex that. My, and the other one is like, so traveling. It's uh, <laughs> like completely ignoring, ignoring it. Yeah. 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 But, but he actually won the best show award for this show oh how did did sarah take it i I don't know how did she take it i mean i think that they're still kind of friends and stuff so i hope she was happy for him Mm -hmm. but it's kind of just an interesting way of using what happens in your personal life and then taking it and putting it into a stand-up show but it was funny that they both decided to use the same thing and they both had a show about the same thing all right do you know the names of the shows uh hers was lads 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 okay his, I'm not sure what was the name of it. It was the winner and you don't even know. Yeah. All right. Well, just look up with the names again. Sarah Pascoe. Sarah Pascoe and John Robbins. John Robbins. Okay. Good choice to look up and get two different perspectives. Okay. Fantastic. So my recommendation when it comes to relationships. Okay. It's not really a relationship thing as such. It's the one thing I would recommend would be another podcast, actually. <laughs> the Comedian's Comedian with Stuart Goldsmith. We don't do that. We don't recommend other podcasts on our podcast. Yeah, what are you talking why about? Why not? Okay. Because that's like you go to a bar and they're like, oops, I know a better bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the bar. It's a bartender telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but this one is good because well, in the beginning, the, the starter series, and even Stuart says it himself, you know, he was just trying to get interviews with people to explain how they did comedy how they made their work, you know, how they, uh, yeah, how did they develop their jokes? And then he kind of realized that that was sort of not really going anywhere in the sense of that everyone is so different. He, there was no set formula and he started realizing it really is whatever you wanted to make it, to, you know, whatever you want it to be. So then it became more about how you make it big and things like that. So episodes, so he started kind of very more and then he went more into people's relationships with themselves and their mental health and how they deal with things and and trying to have families and trying to have relationships. So a lot of times he will discuss this sort of stuff and I find it really interesting and I recommend to anyone who also wants to know what it's like, but in much deeper single one-on-one interview format generally, um, talking to individual comedians and their experiences. So I would readily recommend that. It's found it interesting. The reason I found out about it was because of Ricky Gervais mentioning it on his talk show that he listened to this podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I started listening to, no, no, sorry. Ricky Gervais referred to his podcast. On his podcast, he mentioned the Comedy Comedy Podcast. See, see, people recommend other podcasts on their podcasts. Yeah. All right. So, so basically what you're trying to say once our listeners finish listening to all of our currently released episodes if they have some extra time they can also listen to other podcasts only while they're waiting for our next podcast uh once our next one drops they should automatically you know just stop listening to Stuart until they listen to our latest podcast and then go back to Stuart Stuart's kind of the filler between the gold yeah you know what I mean and also, just to make sure that people do listen to our next episode, it's it's going to be a really good one. And here's a little teaser. The topic of our next episode is... And we're going to insert something here later. 
All right, so that wraps it up, I think, for today. Yep. Well, thank you for listening, and we hope you listen to us next time. I've been David Munoz. And I'm Igor Monday. Catch you later. Goodbye. Probably should have added this as the comedy kiosk, but anyway.